Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast where we talk New Orleans Saints. Well, Who That Nation, it's the moment we all been waiting for. It is the prediction show of the Week 15 matchup, the New Orleans Saints taking on the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. And all week long, we've heard all of the people in the media uh, talking about this game. This is a very high-profile game. It goes without saying this is game of the week. So many different storylines. Uh, we didn't know if Drew Brees was going to play in this game. We now know that Drew Brees is going to start in this game. Uh, we look at Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas going on IR. He's going to miss the next three games of the season. Uh, we got Deontay Harris, the ace uh, kick returner. He's going to be missing. Uh, the entire season being on IR and the Saints go up against a high powered offense in the Kansas City Chiefs. And the question on everybody's mind is who is going to win this football game? You know who that nation? I mean, the disrespect the New Orleans Saints have been getting all week long in the media is just absolutely unreal. You know, from quarterback Drew Brees, uh, from the defense, uh, from all of the different things that are going on. Everybody seems to be taking that Philadelphia Eagles game and running with it. And they haven't looked at the fact that the Saints have had one of the best defenses in football uh, for the last few weeks. They had a little bit of a setback versus the Philadelphia Eagles going up against a quarterback whom they never see. And they only can speculate how he was going to approach the game. But now it's no secret. The Kansas City Chiefs, the high powered offense that everybody's talking about and Everybody's talking as if the Kansas City Chiefs are just, you know, this unstoppable force that nobody can penetrate, move, bend, or break. But uh, I, I do look at the Kansas City Chiefs. I got a lot of respect for them. You know, I'm not going to sit up here and, and, and act as if, you know, the, the compliments aren't warranted uh, because of what they've done. Um, led, led by Patrick Mahomes, the, the star quarterback, the Super Bowl MVP, the league MVP uh, at one time or another who can do some amazing things with his arm. I mean, they got receivers like Sammy Watkins, uh, Nico Hartmans. You got Tariq Hill. You got Travis Kelsey, who could also uh, pass catch. And you got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who was a former LSU Tiger, which a lot of Tiger fans are probably familiar with. And you got Le'Veon Bell. So they got so many different um, talented players offensively. And defensively, of course, you know, you got uh, Chris Jones, you know, a guy that's a, a physical force that can get to your quarterback. And you got Tyron Matthew. You got the young cornerback Sneed out there as well, man. Uh, you got uh, Sorensen out there at safety, a guy that can, um, you know, intercept the ball and take it to the house. So the Kansas City Chiefs have a lot of talent on this football team. But so do the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints have talent as well. It's not like the Saints are – you know, the Cincinnati Bengals and the New York Jets. You know, the New Orleans Saints are a really good structured organization with really good coaching and really good players. And I know that we've seen the Philadelphia Eagles run for 200 yards on the Saints, and we've seen that, you know, in the first half, the Saints secondary was, you know, getting a little bit of, you know, getting the, getting it handed to them. I just call it for what it is. It was getting handed to them. But in the second half, we seen the Philadelphia Eagles only score seven points. and it was something that a lot of callers were telling me and saying to me that I didn't really pay attention to. A lot of people asked me before that Philadelphia Eagles game, do you think the Saints were looking past the Philadelphia Eagles to play the Kansas City Chiefs? And I kindly said no, uh, because I felt like the New Orleans Saints 
what kind of passed all this, you know. I thought they did a really good job, really uh buying into this whole 24-hour rule that they have, you know. After you win a game, you just decompress. I mean, it's over on to the next. But it seems like, you know, they really got caught with their pads down. You know, if I can just use that analogy or that example. Uh, I just feel like they were a team that wasn't expecting for the Philadelphia Eagles to go out there and play with a lot of heart. They thought they were just going to get that dub, win a division, and on to Kansas City. But I feel like the Kansas City Chiefs are going to have the Saints undivided attention. And these are one of the games that the Saints – rise to the occasion these are one of those games where the saints don't have to worry about you know are they going to be up for a game like this anytime the saints feel like they're going up against a team that a lot of people consider a measuring stick they handle their business or you know saying they play extremely competitive we've seen it uh when they played the rams a couple years ago we've seen it when they played the 49ers so we've seen them when they played the tampa bay buccaneers this season so the new orleans saints you know when they feel like people are disrespecting them when they feel like people are not giving them a chance that's when they go out there and they play their best football so the question is who is going to win this game i think the new orleans saints are going to win this football game and i think the new orleans saints are going to win this football game by more points than people even imagine see people just think the kansas city chiefs are just this unstoppable force once again they feel like just because Patrick Mahomes can do all these different talented throws like no look passes and, and and throwing the ball down the field on his back foot and and throwing it behind his back and throwing it with his left hand once again uh this isn't the circus folks this isn't barnum and bailey this isn't circus Olay. this is the universe soul circus this is the nfl and it's about good coaching it's about good technique a lot of the things that patrick mahomes do you know he, he can uh, throw those passes on rollouts and a lot of those plays are improvised you know, by him using his legs sometimes to move out of the pocket to throw the ball down the field. I feel like if the Saints can actually control him and make sure that they neutralize him, make sure that he's throwing for the pocket more times than not, and the cornerbacks and the safeties actually do their job in holding up, I think they'll be fine. And But the New Orleans Saints cannot have a stinker up front like they did last week. I mean, they got little to no pressure on Jalen Hurts. I mean, the offensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles was punking them boys. You know what I'm saying? You got you got Trey Hendrickson out there. You got Marcus Davenport. Uh, you got Sheldon Rankins. You got Shy Tuttle. Uh, you got Cam Jordan. You got all these different talented guys out there that should be able to get to the quarterback. And it, it's a shame that these guys uh, didn't get to the quarterback last week when this this the, the offensive line that they went up against changed the offensive line group 12 different times in the season. And pe- now people are talking about oh, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be playing the New Orleans Saints with their third-string offensive lineman, and he's going to be lined up against Cam Jordan. Look, I've seen this movie before. Look, you can never underestimate the heart of a champion. If that offensive line go out there and he makes up in his mind, you're not going to touch Patrick. He's going to do everything within his power to make that not happen. And not to mention, you know, saying that didn't move me at all. I heard the same thing when the Saints played the Raiders at the beginning of the season when the Raiders was having offensive line issues, and they barely even got to Derek Carr. Then I, I looked at the same issues with Philadelphia and they couldn't even get to Jalen Hurts. So I'm not buying into this whole, oh, this this second, third string guy, because if a guy goes out there and he plays hard, nine times out of 10, it's still going to be hard for the New Orleans Saints. That's ha- That has been proven. Uh, also with the linebackers, man, the linebackers of the New Orleans Saints, they got to be a little bit more disciplined. Um, last week, Quine Alexander, I mean, he he tried to, uh, you know, cheat uh, the gap, so to speak. And the next day, you know, Miles Sanders ran for an 82-yard touchdown. 
you got to make sure that you're actually doing your job. And that is the things that got the Saints beat earlier in the season because guys were trying to do way too much out there instead of them just doing their job. Quine Alexander, I mean, he has been a guy sent to the Saints. That was a mistake. Uh, you know, he, he also made up for it, forcing a fumble at Jalen Hurts late in the game to get the Saints back into the game and make it a little bit more competitive and made it down to the wire. So I know that he's going to rise to the occasion. But you got to make sure that you are disciplined in this game. You got to make sure that you are uh, doing some very sound tackling. Um, In the game against the Philadelphia Eagles, the Saints weren't tackling very well, especially in the first half. You got to make sure when you get your hands on a Kansas City Chiefs receiver, tight end, or running back, you got to make sure that he goes to the ground. Another thing is uh, stopping the run. You know, stopping the run is very, very important. Now teams think that they're going to be able to run on the New Orleans Saints every single week because – you know, now the story is, is has the Saints uh, running defense been exposed? Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you look at what Jalen Hurst was doing with his feet, and then you count for that Miles Sanders 82-yard touchdown, which was, you know what I'm saying, was a defensive whiff. You know, like, you got to look at you got to look at things and put it into perspective. Miles Sanders, I think, what he had, like 102 yards. So, you know what I'm saying, after that, he only got about 20-plus about yards, man, 21, 22 yards. So, it's not like he was just out there like getting those yards and chunks. He got mostly on one big plate. Now, if you want to talk about with Jalen Hurts, I mean, I think that was the, the same fault. And a lot of the stuff that he did was mostly in the first half. So just I look at it from that different I look at it from that perspective. Uh the New Orleans Saints got to make sure that they're stopping a run. Clyde Edwards Alaire, who can catch the ball out of the backfield. The linebackers got to make sure that when he catches the ball, you got to make sure that you're right there to tackle him. Also, Le'Veon Bell is probably going to get some carries. He's one of those guys that's a very patient runner. Uh, he waits for the offensive line to, you know, make their blocks, and he try to find holes in between. You got to make sure that we're stopping him as well. And once again, like you got to make sure that you're being aggressive uh, with these these wide receivers. Um, if if it was me, uh, I would put Marshawn Lattimore on a receiver like Sammy Watkins, and I would put Janoris Jenkins on Tyreek Hill. Uh, I think both of these guys, uh, you know, complement each other because. Marshawn Lattimore, he's one of those guys that can go up against your bigger receiver. He can be physical with them, and he's a really good tackler. And then you have somebody like Janora Jenkins who can can guard some of those speedy receivers and stuff like that. And also, you know, you just got to make sure that you have somebody back there to guard, you know, to kill to make sure that he doesn't get behind you. So this is going to be one of those games where Marcus Williams is definitely going to have to uh, step up and, and do his thing. And also I would try to add – a little bit of DJ Swearinger in this game right here. You know what I'm saying? Like one of those games where, you know, we know what DJ Swearinger can bring to the table, man. He's one of those guys that he has some good ball skills himself, but he's a downhill guy too. You know, he's one of those guys that can that can put a lick on somebody, you know what I'm saying, and make them second guess about running across the middle or catching that pass. So I definitely would think that uh, somebody like DJ Swearinger would be in this game. I think the Saints are going to be uh, full of intensity in this game. I think that this is going to be one of those games where people get mad because they wonder, like, where this Saints team been all season long? I think that that's going to be the case uh, defensively. But most importantly, man, you just got to make sure that you uh, guard Travis Kelsey. Uh, I will put Malcolm Jenkins on him and uh, C.J. Garner-Johnson. Uh, just got to make sure that, you know, he's going to get his catches. I mean, this guy has a good, a big catch radius, and uh, he's one of those guys that no matter how you guard him, I mean, they, they tend to get the ball. I mean, so – and people are comparing the whole Darren Waller thing 
uh, at the beginning of the season, but the Saints are a completely different defense than what they were at the beginning of the season. So I do feel like the New Orleans Saints are going to win this football game, but before I give you my score, I'm going to go ahead and shift to the offensive side of football and focus on Drew Brees. Uh, Drew Brees, uh, the quarterback of the Saints, is now back after missing four games with 11 fractured ribs and People think that maybe he should have not been playing in this game. Maybe he should have waited for the Minnesota game or maybe even the Carolina Panthers game in order for him to come back. Look, Drew Brees has been chomping at the bit for weeks in order for him to come back. You know, he's been very antsy. He's been very uh, focused, you know, on trying to get himself well so he can get back out on the football field. Uh, To me, uh, do I feel like they're rushing him back or – he should have uh, waited just a, a couple more weeks. Absolutely. Uh, but we know the warrior spirit that Drew Brees has. We know what he brings to the table. We know the type of offense the Saints run when he is indeed in the lineup. So, you know, Drew Brees being in the game uh, just makes the offense even more better. Um, I know you're missing Michael Thomas, but if you look at it uh, in a certain perspective, uh, Michael Thomas and Drew Brees rarely even played with each other this entire season. I don't think they even played with each other, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Maybe like I think that Tampa Bay game and a little bit of that 49ers game, but you know, like they haven't really played with each other for the excessive maybe two or three times this season. So both of these guys kind of you know been out of the lineup when each other has been in the game. So Michael Thomas uh is out, he's on IR. Uh I, I felt like they rushed him back anyway. You know, you're dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, these ankle injuries, they're kind of you know, they're, they're kind of funny. You know, one week you might feel like nothing's wrong with your ankle. Then the next thing you know, somebody roll on your ankle, you catch a pass and come down awkwardly, come down wrong. You know what I'm saying? Being your ankle just a tad bit. And the next thing you know, you're sitting out again. So that wasn't a really good idea for, for, to me uh, from the Saints organization trying to get him back. And I understand why he was back, because a lot of those games he was served as a decoy. They used him as a decoy in order for him to you know, get that double coverage so all those other receivers can get open, which I, I can respect that. I, I thank him for being a good teammate. But now we see that we're going to be without Michael Thomas for at least three weeks. And and hopefully he'll be ready for that that game. You know, if the Saints play in a wild card round, which it looks like this is a foregone conclusion, especially the fact uh, that the Packers uh, end up beating the Carolina Panthers uh, on on Saturday night. So it looks like the Saints are going to uh, have a home playoff game in the wild card round of the playoffs. So definitely going to need number 13 in this game. And also Deontay Harris, you know, I feel like he is very important to what the Saints do too. You know, him catching those, uh, you know, catching those punts, catching the kick returns and shifting the field, uh, you know, him being out on IR is huge to me because, you know, even though Tommy Lee Lewis has done a good job receiving the ball, knowing his best to try to make sure you can make people miss. I mean, he's nowhere near on the level of a Deontay Harris or even a Marquez Calloway of that matter. So, but he does do a good job. I think the Saints are going to miss Deontay Harris. Hopefully, he could be back during playoff time as well. But the New Orleans Saints do still have some weapons on the offensive side of the ball that Drew Brees can utilize. Uh, for example, Alvin Kamara, who I probably feel like is the happiest man in the world <laughs> that Drew Brees is coming back. You know, because he hasn't really been part of the passing game. And and then we all know what he could do with a screen game. The screen game basically has been non-existent um, when Taysom Hill has been in the lineup. So it, it, Taysom Hill made Alvin Kamara almost look like, you know, he was just normal. You know what I'm saying? Like just an everyday running back. And he wasn't able to uh, utilize some of his special traits. 
But now we have Drew Brees coming back. We know Drew Brees is going to utilize Alvin Kamara. And we know that sometimes when, when Michael Thomas is out, we know that uh, Drew Brees, uh, you know, gives Alvin Kamara the ball quite a bit. Uh, we see uh, games where Alvin Kamara will have like 12, 13 catches. So I do feel like the Saints are going to utilize Alvin Kamara in this game, in the passing game as well as the running game. And also Emmanuel Sanders. You know, in, in years past, if Michael Thomas would have went down, we would have been also wars me. What's going to happen to this team? But Emmanuel Sanders, who is a really good receiver, a guy that can get open, a guy that can be a number one receiver, and a, and a guy that's, that's always constantly bailing out, you know, uh, quarterbacks. I mean, we see Taysom Hill uh, throw like almost like a, a, a punt to him. You know what I'm saying? He came down with the football. We seen uh, Taysom Hill throw the ball short, and uh, Emmanuel Sanders caught the ball over a receiver head to score a touchdown, even though that play was called back. We seen him you know, uh, catch the pass last week against the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, with one hand when when the receipt, when the uh, cornerback uh, pulled his hand down. So Emmanuel Sanders is a really good playmaker. And, you know, in, in years past, I'll be concerned. But now that we have Emmanuel Sanders, I'm confident that the Saints will be able to utilize him. And also Jared Cook, you know, Jared Cook, uh, he, he came back to the land of the living last week. Uh, he had some down games. Uh, you know, he was dropping some passes. But Jared Cook really stepped up in the game last week. And he really uh, did a really good job at catching the ball and also, you know, also just in a blocking game as well. So Jared Cook should be fully involved in this game. And hopefully we can get Adam Troutman in this game, who is uh, emerging uh, as a really good uh, pass blocker. If you notice, I, you don't really haven't really seen Josh Hill that much, uh, you know, in, in in the passing game or on the offense ever since Adam Troutman has developed as a as a pass blocker, which could be bad news for Josh Hill. But I feel like you need to get Adam Troutman more involved. You know, I think this guy can can make some plays. I mean, we're about well, we're in week 15, so I don't really consider this guy being a rookie anymore. I mean, especially late in the season, I think the Saints need to get this guy more involved. I mean, he showed you that he can be, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, a grinder. He can be the guy that does the dirty work. So re reward this guy with a couple passes his way. And also, you know, you got the Saints uh, activating some receivers. You know, off the practice squad again, we got Lil Jordan Humphreys, a guy who we haven't seen all season long, which I don't know why, but he he has been activated off the practice squad. We got Juwan Johnson, who was also uh, uh, off the practice squad, who played last week, had a catch. Uh, we also, uh, I think, Will Clapp has uh, also been activated in this game as well. So the New Orleans Saints, uh, even though you have Michael Thomas, who is down, Deontay Harris, who is down, you still got some guys that have been around the organization for a while, like little Jordan Humphreys that understands the offense. And Jawan Johnson, you know, he's caught uh, two passes in each game that he's played in. So uh, that means that people are looking his way. So he's a big physical guy. So I don't know if you're going to throw the ball to him three and four times, but you, you can get him involved in the game. And hopefully uh, one of these guys that come off the practice squad can step up. Uh, the Saints are also going to have to run the football in this game. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs defense, on when it comes to stopping a run, has been suspect this season. Uh, the Saints should be able to run the football against the Kansas City Chiefs. Notice I said they should be able to run the football against the Kansas City Chiefs. They should get Latavius Murray more involved. Uh, he had four carries last week, which was a doggone shame. I don't understand why they don't want to use Latavius Murray, but this is one of those games where you should use him. And you also should use Alvin Kamara in this game to run between the tackles as well. Uh, the offensive line, uh, we don't need 
We don't need an offensive line like we saw last week. We don't need an offensive line that was getting, you know, you know, ran over and guys on the ground getting punked. We don't need that. We don't need that type of energy. We don't need that type of energy uh, in the who that nation. We don't want that type of energy in the who that nation. You got to make sure that you're protecting Drew Brees. Okay. Like I said at the beginning of the show, Drew Brees is not fully healthy. He is not fully healthy. So you got to make sure that you're protecting this guy. I mean, you got to put, you got to put a wall around Drew Brees. You got to make sure that nobody touches him. And also the offensive play calling should uh, reflect that. He should be able to get the ball out of his hands relatively quickly, which uh, Drew Brees does anyway. You don't really see seven-step drops from the New Orleans Saints. Most of the stuff is like close intermediate and getting the ball out of his hand quickly. So the New Orleans Saints offensive line have got to protect Drew Brees and make sure that the Kansas City Chiefs defense do not get to him and cause him any type of uh, setbacks, okay? Because we all know, once again, those ribs are not 100%. If anything, Drew Brees is probably like around 80 to 85%. I mean, he is not 100% at all. So uh, him being in this game, I understand why he's doing it. We all know uh, from what Sean Payton has told us that this is his last season, and going up against Patrick Mahomes probably is on the bucket list of Drew Brees on his way out of the door so it should be a good game, man. This is the first time these two guys have went up against one another. Uh, one guy, you know, is considered the future of the National Football League, Patrick Mahomes, and the other guy has been a class act for the last 20 years and been one of the best quarterbacks, not just in the NFL, but of all time, despite the media or anybody else wanting to get this guy his credit. Um, so the question is, what's going to be the score of this game? I got the Saints winning this game uh, by a score of 30 to 20 i got the saints win this game 30 to 20 uh i feel like the new orleans saints defense is going to step up in this game and i'm not buying into what you know what I'm saying that all that kansas city high-powered offense type stuff that just makes it seem like the kansas city chiefs are just going to go out there and just you know what i'm saying have their way with the saints uh, they have a really good offense but it's not like they're just an unstoppable team i believe in the new orleans saints i believe in their coaching staff and i know this team is going to be ready especially since everybody's told them that they're back against the wall. And once again, nobody is picking them to win this football game. I got the Saints winning this football game. And even though they won't win this football game, sadly, it's not going to convince the naysayers that this is a good football team. But I want to say thank you very much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. I really do appreciate it. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast, also Facebook.com, search The State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Anchor FM. I'll be back with you later to give you the halftime report of the Saints versus Kansas City Chiefs game. And, of course, the postgame show after the Saints versus Chiefs Week 15 matchup. Till next time, all I got to say 